This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Today on CityCast Boise, it's Friday and I've got Blake Hunter with me to dig into the week's news. We're talking $5 Huskies, invasive muscles, and how neighborhood pushback against Portland Blues feels awfully similar to a mayoral candidate's campaign strategy so far. It's Friday, September 22nd. I'm Emma Arnold, and this is what Boise's talking about. Hi, Blake. Happy Friday. Good morning, Emma. How's it going? Well, as you know, this feels ridiculous (laughs) that I'm going to say this five weeks in a row, but I am under the weather. Uh, I have pneumonia. I just went to the doctor a couple days ago. Finally, after being sick for like a month and they were like, oh, it feels like you have pneumonia because you have pneumonia. So I'm sorry for the way I sound (laughs) and for you how I look right now. But yeah, it's just... We're doing great. Everybody's really sick though. I think... I know. I'm in good company. It seems like it's just going around and around. We've got RSV, COVID, colds. First time COVID infections that I've heard of. I had something last week that wasn't COVID, but... It was horrible. I, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going around. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, so try to stay up on your fluids out there and don't <laughs> come near me, I guess. I don't know. I'm yeah. not contagious. I just sound horrible and look bad. Uh, but let's uh, let's start. I really, I wanted to talk to you. This was in uh, the Hey Boise newsletter uh, this week, and I wanted to talk to you about this. Uh, we're getting another Portland Lou. Yeah, which, so Portland Lou is like a very specific like urban style public bathroom. We've got one in Boise um, at the Shree Buckner Web Park downtown. Um, and so it's it inherently is designed to deter like graffiti and um, drug use, but it also has like sharp to put, sharps disposals and things like that. Uh, and so there's another one that's been proposed by C.W. Moore Park on uh, 6th Street. Which is the little water wheel park. If people are like, yes. what? It's the little water wheel park. It's, it's the cute little one over there. Yeah. So, you know, basically there's, I mean, really when you walk around downtown Boise, one big thing that we are lacking is like public restrooms. Like there's really just not a ton. Um, and so, you know, the city has been wanting to put one in there. I, I feel like this would have moved quite quickly if uh, the, near, the owners of the nearby like Belgravia historic building didn't kind of get up in arms about it. And so that's essentially what's happened is that they appealed to the Boise City Council and said, we don't want this here. Uh, I think they called it inappropriate um, just because of like the historic nature of the park, which like there is there are some historic features there um, that are really cool. But also this is a very small bathroom that we're talking about. It's like single user. Um, it's like very sleek designed to be like pretty minimal footprint. I had kind of a giggle. I had kind of a giggle at some one of the people who testified against it who has complained that they don't want it there. 
He said he was worried that the restroom, these styles of, of restrooms are used for shooting up possibly prostitution and arson, <laughs> which I don't know. For some reason, that oh, just gosh. made me yeah. giggle. Arson? You're worried about arson? is In a metal bathroom. In a metal bathroom designed to basically be indestructible, where the arson is the big concern. Yeah. Um, I also, I, I got a chuckle out of, uh, you know, them saying at first, because honestly, at first when I was uh, hearing about this, I thought, well, you know, I kind of get it. Like that's a historic building. These bathrooms, they're not pretty. They're functional. They're not yeah. pretty though. You know, they haven't been designed with like sort of aesthetics in mind in any way. So I kind of, I was kind of like leaning towards like, yeah, you know, that is kind of a cool little historic park. My mind was changed, however, by the uh, Boise, the city of Boise arts and history director who lives right down there. Uh, she's one of an owner of one of the the units in the Belgravia building, and she was like, "This is not a historic park." <laughs> yeah. She was like, "As a historian myself, uh, the restroom will not be a detracting factor in this because she's right." I, and actually, the way she describes it, she's like, yeah. "It was meant to be a historic park. It has all these like you know uh, stones from older buildings that were torn down." And she was like, "But it's not. It's just a bunch of stuff sort of thrown in the park. It's kind of collected. And a bathroom is not going to yeah." take away from that and i was like ah solid point that's actually a really good point yeah and it does kind of feel like one of those situations where if like a big property owner like developer kind of type hadn't like made an argument about this we wouldn't even be having this conversation but i think also that it's like boy boy see people do love to get up in arms about anything called portland anything that rhymes with portland <laughs> anything that smells like portland like they're just like Wah! um and so i think that that's also what's happening here but i mean yeah these are like really designed to be like minimal footprint like you said i mean they're not stunning but they also don't take up that much space like they're pretty small should we rename it is that like you said portland Lou? that's the issue maybe we need to rename it something that um you know, a lot of the transplants who are moving here saying like, we don't want this town to turn into another Portland. What's the town they want us to be? Like the Columbus, Ohio, Lou? Like what? what I do don't you, know. Yeah. The Emmett, Lou, maybe? What's like a, <laughs> yeah, what does like a California Lou look like? Like what, is, what do they want to be imported here? Yeah. It has, it has like a little surfer wig, you know, and it's, it's very, yeah. <laughs> Wait, we need like, you know how they made like the Barbie houses for each state? Yes. We need that for like, like major U.S. cities is like design a little bathroom yes. for each of those. I feel like that would actually be really cute. So yeah, maybe the architect, the architects who are uh, spending their time fighting against this Portland Lou could. Yeah, we have a project for you guys. Could a, to design a Boise Lou, make us a Boise Lou, fellas. There, and we'll put it in, and you can put your little plaque on it. It'll be cute. I like it. Uh, well, I'm I'm glad to hear Boise is getting some more bathrooms downtown. It's weird because I travel a ton and you've got cities like, you know, L.A. or New York or, uh, where it's like impossible to find a bathroom and you have to like yeah. plan, logistically plan your day trip around where you can stop at bathrooms. But I feel like Boise is similar in some respects because like I'm what I'm thinking when I'm hearing, oh, a bathroom finally going in at uh, C.W. Moore Park is I'm like, oh, man, Flying M's going to be so relieved yeah. because there is everybody's a if you have to, if you have to go to the bathroom, the Flying M building is like pretty much that building there is the only bathroom in that area. So yeah, I'm trying to think of like where else. Yeah, I imagine Guido's. Guido, like <laughs> yeah, there's like the one by Java, but you have to have the passcode to get into that one now. So mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I I just feel like it's pretty obviously needed because we you're right, like we we do have the the spirit of like you do have to buy something to use a bathroom anywhere. Uh, because it has to be in an establishment. Otherwise, 
I don't know. You're like, you got to go home or something. We're we're into it here. CityCast yeah. Boise. Throw some more bathrooms downtown. Uh, call them whatever you want. They can be. Yeah. Doesn't really matter. Homedale Lose. Perfect. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Well, let's talk about this sad story that you also covered in the newsletter, which is breaking my heart. Uh, oh my gosh, West Valley Humane Society, because they're yeah. undergoing construction. They're like, they have really limited space right now for animals. And they have 24 huskies currently. And huskies right now are only $5 to adopt, which I know, yeah. uh, is just killing me. It's just killing me. I looked at all the pictures this morning. So many sweet, good dogs. Of course, of course you did. Yeah, that's your favorite activity. Um, <laughs> but they, yeah, so they reached out to, they like sent a press release around last week saying like, you know, we have a bunch of huskies that we want to get adopted. Um, and they're, they've been able to share some space with other local shelters um, to get some animals kind of into other shelter spaces just because, yeah, while they're under construction, they have, yeah, not just not as much room. And so right now they have 24 huskies or at least when I talked to a staff member yesterday, they said that they had 24 Huskies. They had just gotten like three adopted the day before and then two of them or two others like came back in. So they're, they're kind of oh, out of stasis, no. um, but they're in crates right now. And so if you've ever met a Husky, you know that they are the most social creatures and so talkative and they need like, yeah, a lot of companionship, a lot of activity. Um, and I think that a lot of people do adopt huskies not really knowing what they're getting into. Sure. They're like pretty eyes. They have such pretty eyes, but they don't realize they like, look like a wolf. they're like a first grader. Like they're incredibly smart. They're very vocal. They have incredible personalities. We had a husky they growing really up do. and they have such wild little personalities. And you really kind of got to know they're so intelligent. You really have to know what you're getting into with them. And they, so the, one of the staff members was like, we really want people to adopt them. But also like, she was very careful to say like, don't do this though, if you don't know what you're getting into. But yeah, as just kind of an effort to get them out of their crates. And you can also foster, um, but foster and adoption, there's only like a $5 fee. I think that's just through today. It's just through Friday. So uh, if you've been looking for a Husky or want a Husky, um, or even just want to foster one, they definitely need help. They definitely need spots to go to. And, you know, they're not bad dogs. Oh, they're no. really yeah. not. Like, I think people get them and then they're like, oh my gosh, they're super destructive. They're like really high energy, but like they just need, they just need um, a lot of enrichment and they need, you know, walks, but they also just need a lot of socialization. Like you said, they're very much pack animals. They very much need to feel like they're part of, yeah. part of your life, part of your group. So if you can have it, bring a husky into your life. Send us a picture. We would love to see you adopting a husky and um, giving some of those babies a new home. So, and I can't imagine them in a crate. Oh my gosh! Like the howling that must <laughs> commence every day. Like we yeah. hate this. Uh, it's so fun to watch how they like feed back on onto each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, another thing that caught my eye uh, in the newsletter this week was, and I I don't even know how to say this because I had never heard of them before, but this invasive 
quagga? Quagga muscle? Quagga? I think it's quagga. I don't quagga, know. I think. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, it's an invasive muscle that just got found in Idaho in the Snake River for the first time. So this is really bad, right? Yes. So essentially, if you've driven across state lines anywhere and you've seen like boat inspection signs and that kind of thing, this is essentially what they've been trying to keep out. I mean, a lot of a lot of plants, a lot of algaes and, you know, other muscles and things like that, but particularly zebra muscles, which quagga or quagga are a, a type of zebra muscle. They're smaller than like native muscles um, and they're so invasive. They're so aggressive. Um, they will just like destroy pipes and like infrastructure and that kind of thing. And so like, I, I mean, I think this, so this was found in the Snake River outside of Twin Falls. I mean, that, that area relies on canals so much and relies on obviously the Snake River for, I mean, the aquifer partially, but also the Snake River itself for so much uh, agriculture, um, irrigation. And so, yeah, this is this is like really scary. Uh, they were found in like their larval stage. Um, I'm not sure how long it like takes for them to develop, but I think that, you know, the state is throwing a lot of resources at this because they're pretty worried that, you know, this could mean that they expand to a lot more. And actually, I didn't realize this, but I mean, zebra mussels are just like incredibly invasive. They're like all over the world. And actually the Columbia River drainage, which of course the Snake River is part of, uh, is the only like major river system in the United States that didn't have them up until this point. So oh, that man, in itself is sad. a pretty big, pretty big news. Like, I mean, that's a huge footprint of Idaho, um, you know, from British Columbia down uh, Oregon and Washington. And so, yeah, it's pretty scary. I mean, the the amount of money as far as damages that they can cause is is really bad. And so the state is throwing a lot of resources into like discovering just what where they're at, what their levels are at, and what to do next. Yeah, I mean, hundred million dollars is saying it could cost annually. Like that is pretty wild. That is pretty wild. But obviously something we gotta keep an eye on. So I just saw this morning that uh if you have traveled or, or if you've been like in the Twin Falls area in this particular area where this happened in a boat, you're supposed to call and within the last 30 days, you're supposed to call and kind of get an inspection and get your boat cleaned. So if you've been there, I mean, you probably already know about this, but just so you know. Yeah, good good to check. Uh, and don't be one of the people who's like, ah, I'm sure it's not on my kayak. I'm sure it's fine. Don't be one of those people. People are like, oh, I, I checked for mussels. And it's like, no, they have this tiny larval stage. Uh, that's what the people are, that's what they're checking your boat for is the, the larval stage, obviously muscles too, but go get checked out. Let's end on something. I think we had a giggle about this already before, (laughs) before we started recording (laughs) Mike Masterson, who is running for mayor. He came out, uh, recently with some of his policies. People have been saying, you know, what does he believe? What does he, what does he think? Nobody's known, you know, quite what, what, what he was going to be standing on. Uh, but he came out with some policies. You can check them out on his Mike Masterson for Mayor website. Let's start with um, my favorite thing on the so- the Solving Homelessness page. Yeah. Uh, that couch photo. Uh, interesting choice. Did you feel like that's an interesting choice for your Solving Homelessness page? I did. And so actually, I have I have another gripe to bring up with with another photo. So on the homepage, so it's mastersonforboisemayor.com. Um, his like three main policies that he's listed are one, housing in neighborhoods, 
uh, reprioritizing public safety, and three, solving homelessness, which I'm always interested when people separate solving homelessness from housing and neighborhoods because I'm like, these are one and the same. Yeah, um, good point. But so the in the solving homelessness photo, there's this weirdly cropped photo that kind of caught my eye and it's of these tents that are like on a city sidewalk. And I was just like looking at it and I there was like a mural behind them and I could not place where it was. And so I did like an image search and it's fully from like, I, it, I can't, I couldn't actually find the specific California city, but it's not from Boise. So essentially <laughs> there's this, there's like this, this photo of like supposed, like what people think of when they think of like unhoused people living in tents on sidewalks just on a Boise mayor candidate's website. And I just have such a gripe with that where it's, you know, yeah, it just feels like it's trying to bring attention to this issue that is that photo is literally not here. And so then there's also this other photo of a couch uh, on the side of a road by a building. Just a discarded couch next to a building and is you're solving homelessness. Not, not of people, not of people in the community, not even of like one of our amazing, you know, Boise Kitchen Collective or something Shelter. doing, yeah, yeah, you know, or Interfaith, like anything like that where it's like, this is part of the solution. Uh, which is interesting you bring up that it was, the photo is from uh, a California city. Yeah. So that seems to be a real theme for, to me, for Ma Mike Masterson's campaign is this, I, I'm actually just going to even read in the, the Solving Homelessness section, uh, this is the theme to me. Experience and research shows that the approach used by big coastal cities... Mm, and there's a lot of that. There's a lot of Portland Lou. Yes, there uh, is. Yeah, <laughs> talk in in uh, in these policies from what I'm seeing. Um, and I think that that seems to be his strategy. I don't think I'm talking out of turn here by saying Mike Masterson's strategy seems to be uh, like trying to cultivate and uh, lean towards the people who are a lot of them transplants who have this, we don't want Boise to turn into another Portland. We don't we want Boise to be a San Francisco. And sort of leaning into that fear of like, you know, uh, with with the upzoning uh, stuff, like being like, this is going to turn us into a coastal city. Uh, I, I feel like that's kind of all of his issues. Even I was looking at the public safety one, again, kind of the same thing. Like we're just trying to keep, we're just trying to keep Boise, Boise, and it literally says uh, that the mayor selected a new chief from Portland. From Blake, Portland. From Portland. Like in there's case just you so much, so much of that in his policy statements on his website. And there are some really interesting, like kind of turns of phrase. So on this page, the very first bolded sentence is everyone should have a home. Second sentence is homelessness is a blight on our city and our people. And I don't know, words like blight, uh, I mean, they certainly communicate about like what you think about a lot of these things. And so then throughout this process, I'm not seeing anywhere that he's talked to, you know, Interfaith or any of our other nonprofits, any mutual aid kind of stuff. Um, but he's just kind of talking about them quite vaguely. Like there, there are no specific call outs. There are no specific ins that he has to actually solving this issue, which is such it is such a shame because I am like, we need to be having better conversations within Boise about this and of course many other topics, but I really wish that someone um, could like really step up and challenge McLean on, Mayor Lauren McLean on a lot of these issues and really kind of like put everyone to the test a little bit and 
Unfortunately, that is not what is happening, at least on this website. I mean, I'm excited to see, we've talked about this a little bit, but we only have one mayoral candidate debate um, on the docket from the City Club of Boise uh, coming up in a week or two, um, which is good, but in previous cycles, we've had more. Um, and so, I mean, really, this is a lot of what we have to go on for Masterson, of like yeah. knowing what he's talking about and knowing what he's prioritizing. Um, and so... Yeah, uh, unfortunately, not a lot of clear-cut policies or solutions, but a lot of, yeah, turns of phrase, literal images that he's using in symbols to make that really kind of like raise your eyebrow a little bit. Yeah, I definitely, you know, he's criticizing Mayor McLean's, uh the way she's approached homelessness in the city and saying, oh, she's focusing on Band-Aid solutions. She doesn't have a long-term plan. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Well, what is your long-term plan? And uh, the the first thing it says is that's why we need to focus on community solutions, partnering with faith groups. And I'm like, Bump, I'm out. Okay, that's your solution yeah. is partnering with faith groups. No, this is a citywide systemic problem. And uh, you know, obviously, no one, nobody is. I mean, I'm nobody over here, at least, is saying McLean's approach has been seamless or perfect. But she has made some pretty big strides. Like he's criticizing her for, you know, spending money to get to rent hotel rooms for the homeless. Yeah. You know, and um, and and he's he's talking about making homeless uh, homelessness temporary. I'm not saying anything that like actual policy. Uh, actual decisions, actual things he's planning to implement to to do that. Yeah, interesting that you brought up the hotel thing. So, of course, he's he's talking about um, Mayor Lauren McLean and the city council uh, approving funds for uh, the Red Lion Hotel downtown to be used for unhoused people because Interfaith uh, and other shelters have had overflow and they haven't been able to, you know, shelter people overnight and they want to have a hotel room is not amazing, but it is more stable uh, than a shelter space most of the time, especially for people who are really sick, um, uh, people who are disabled. And so that's been the point of, of those spaces. And he's kind of criticizing, you know, uh, the funds that the, the mayor has like levied for that. And that was truly a Band-Aid um, because Ada County fell through and refused to put up money for that, to continue putting up money for that. And so the city stepped in. Otherwise, people just would not have had anywhere to go. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really unclear on his critique of her, of this decision here, because he's talking about wanting to have uh, long-term solutions. But to be able to have long-term solutions, you do sometimes have to have Band-Aids. Like, you have to be able to solve the short-term problems uh, sometimes in order to solve the long-term ones. And so I'm just... That 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 argument, that cr criticism that he has is in the very first paragraph of this kind of policy layout thing. And it's uh, a little perplexing to me. I'm not I'm not quite sure I understand what exactly he's trying to say there. Yeah. And even in his, the section for housing and neighborhoods, which, as you pointed out, is completely removed from our unhoused population. Uh, you know, he's he's clearly very against uh, the new zoning code and has been very public about that. Yeah. He basically was like, we're just trying to get rid of that and we're not going to go all in on upzoning. And he basically is like, look, density can be cool, but uh, people just want to keep their neighborhoods the way they want. And what we're going to do is build better thoroughfares between neighborhoods. And I'm like, oh, my God, that is exactly what people are asking for is more cars on the road. That is definitely, I think in the last few months, that's what we've been seeing as people saying what we need is uh, more cars and more more spread, more sprawl is what I'm hoping Boise does personally. Um, 
just a lot more cars and a lot more intersections that nobody can safely cross, I think is. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I think it's it's fabulous. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm really interested to see. You know, like you said, we only have this one debate coming up, so I'm sure we'll get more information on some of these. But for now, what I'm seeing from Mike Masterson's policy is a whole lot of uh, no Portland Lou in our neighborhood. So we'll see. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much it so far. <laughs> all right, Blake. Well, we'll check back in. Thanks for thanks for helping me sort through it all this week. All right, thanks, Emma. Have a good weekend. Hope you start feeling better. Me too. <laughs> That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. The show is produced by Frankie Barnhill, Eva Nevitia, A.K.L. Mootman, Noah Snyderman, and me, Emma Arnold. Blake Hunter writes our Hey Boise newsletter, and our music is by Up Is The Down Is The. If you enjoyed our show today, leave us a review. It helps other people find us. We'll be back Monday with more stories from around the city. Bye. We're good at seeming solid. Yeah, we're liquid. I'm like jello, jello shots that have been left out overnight. Oh, God. Room temp jello shots. I'm a room temp Mm. jello shot today. (laughs) Goes down so smooth.